0: What people are looking for now in at least in workplace is to connect. One of the key elements that I see never never going away is those areas of um, overlap.
1: If you want to retain talent, then you need to adapt. And you, you ha- as I said earlier, you have to listen.
2: And what we know is that if you treat people as individuals, respectful of their work, life, balance and the choices they wish to make, you really breathe
3: loyalty. Hello and welcome to this latest episode of EG's Rewire podcast, a podcast that aims to rewire the real estate industry one story at a time. In this podcast, we talk about all things diversity and inclusion from gender, ethnicity, background and sexuality to the diversity of roles there are in the industry to the diverse skill sets required, and the need for diverse and inclusive thinking. I'm your host, Sam McClary, and on today's show, I'm joined by Virginia Clegg, who is Senior Partner at DSC Beechcroft, Valeria Segovia, who is Principal and Design Director at Gensler, Louise Kennison, Head of People Development and Engagement at Swan Housing Group, and Matt Reid, Head of Retail Asset Management at British Land. And over the next 30 minutes or so we're going to be talking about how business needs to be flexible and inclusive if it is to deliver on the new work order we'll be talking about making workplaces functional for the wide range of workers and working attitudes that are now prevalent how to create places that are that help rather than hinder returners to work and much much more but first let's meet our panel and find out what the new work order means to each of them so I'm going to start Virginia with you. Hello and welcome. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Um, for me,
2: um, workplace is an enabler of change. It's not a it's not a means um, of its own. And we've been very clear at DAC Beechcroft about what we're expecting from our colleagues by way of behaviours, and then we're using our built environment to support that.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Valeria. The new work order. Hi, um, thank you Sam. Yeah, the work order for me, um, it's all about flexibility and variety of spaces. We see now that the line between work and life is more blurred than ever. And I really think that um, options is the, is the best way forward. Options, I love it. Uh, Louise.
4: Um, so I'm gonna echo some of their comments, particularly around it's moved on from nine to five to one, working from one place. And that the business has to adapt to that, um, and that's what we've been working in terms of workplace strategy. Fantastic, and, and Matt. Last but not least.
1: Uh, well, I I, I can go with a lot of that. I think flexibility is obviously key to a, a lot of what we're talking about, um, and we're trying to embrace that more and more at British Land. Um, we've also looked at the um, quality of the environment we provide our staff. So we have refurb the office fairly recently, made it more. Uh, technology of, technologically advanced but also provided better spaces for people to work in where they can, you know, you don't have to just be at your desk. And I think that workplace environment is incredibly important to enabling people to work the way that they want to work.
3: So, so they're talking about how the workplace is incredibly important to, to, to that. How, how about real estate as a, as an entire market, and and how we can use that to make places more diverse, more inclusive, more. I guess better is is the word to use there as well, and and something where where people actually want to go to work and they can do their jobs well, and it doesn't matter. Who you are, where you're from, and and actually how you want to work. So, so what can we do as this this wonderful industry of ours to to deliver on on that? Matt, do you want to kick off? Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, we've spent an awful lot of time considering this, and you know we've got a, a multitude of assets. We we build new developments, but we also own quite a lot of stuff that's that, that's you know, 20, 25 years old. And one of the things that we think is really important is how. How we embrace the changing environment, both um, the physical environment but also the people environment. Um, and I think it, with our new developments and, and when, certainly when we look at refurbing existing properties, it's about considering just general well-being and making sure that that's factored into the design from from day one. Um, we um, partnered up with um, uh, a firm called WPI Economics uh, and produced something called the Design for Life. And what that showed us is that through designing in um, for well-being, you can release up to 15 billion pounds back into the economy. That's by reducing illness levels, reducing stress, creating better communities, more sustainable communities. And all of that sits at the core of everything we now try to do.
3: Virginia for for DAC Beechcroft is, is are these things that you're implementing throughout throughout your business as well as mm-hmm. you know sort of advising I suppose the the industry uh,
2: very definitely
3: I have
2: responsibility for our real estate strategy I'm a real estate lawyer by background and and for us we've just moved our London HQ so our global HQ and we've moved on to an agile platform all our lawyers have had their Um, desks. Desk ownership is not something that we now have. You know, you share your desks. We've got lots and lots of different spaces, collaborative space, quiet space, project rooms. And that's been a big change management program. Coupled with that, we have a focus on agile and flexible working so people can flex the times they come into the office. I would echo uh, the comments around it no longer being a nine to five. It's much more about where people want to work and how they want to work than actually being in an office five days a week, nine through to five as a bare minimum.
3: Mm. And how people want to work, is, is it's a really difficult thing to get right, isn't it? Because offices these days have a whole range of people and a whole range of generations across them. So Valera, from a design perspective, that must be so difficult and, and agile to get right is is very hard.
0: It is and it isn't. In a way, I think what, what we see now that people are doing is because due to technology and how much we are connected to our phones and our iPads and our computers, what people are looking for now, in, at least in workplace, is to connect. So I think one of the key elements that I see never, never going away in an office space is those areas of um, overlap those areas of, the, of um, exchange where people bump into each other with, where people can feel that they are part of something that is not just uh, the, their singular uh, self. So I think that's why we see in trends in, in design like um, front of house staircases um, which they're not no longer hidden in a core they're out there so what this means for real estate is obviously loss of area. And so, for for designers, it is very important to be able to show the value of losing area but gaining something else. And I think um, that's that's always the challenge. But I think the way I see it, um, with particularly with our clients, is that we're catching up on that. I think people are really understanding the value of those elements that people people are reacting to, not only um, connection and human connection, but also. The you know the subtlety of having nature a little bit closer to you, like fresh air and um, better lighting, etc. Th- those elements just go a long, long way.
3: Fantastic, and Louise, does that um, travel over into into residential? Into what you know when we're creating places where people want to 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 live is that something that, that Swan housing thinks about that connection and
4: bringing bringing nature closer closer to us absolutely particularly when we re- regenerating the whole area we we we're mindful in terms of what our residents want we've got different ages different backgrounds green space is particularly important and we hope when we try to incorporate that back into the workplace fantastic and
3: i'd like to um dig a little bit deeper into the sort of the multi-generational because I think when we talk about diversity, we very easily go um, to men and, men and women, we go to, to um, BAME, but we don't often talk about age and, and maybe that's because none of us want to, to um, say how old we are. Um, but it, we do now work in an environment where there can be... Millennials and um, baby boomers in the, in the same office sat next to each other. And, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, we do think differently. So, how do we create a functional workplace um, for, for, bo- for both of those people? And how has that changed, I suppose, over the, the last few years when we have become aware that there are these different, different sets of people? Virginia.
2: Yes, well, it, uh, in in our office we have um, uh, an age group that runs from eighteen right through to late seventies. Wow! Um, so that's a, a big spread, <laughs> and that's and that's brought about by um, increasing numbers of apprentices, et cetera, coming through into the workplace, and a recognition that people will want to continue to work for much longer. Um, I suspect we're we're not a big enough sample to be representative. Um, but what we see is that our younger generations are happier to not necessarily know where their desk might be in any given day um, than our older colleagues, but but that may not be true of everyone. Um, I think what it's all about is actually being very mindful of the individual and the individual's needs and providing a variety of different workplace settings so that they can feel comfortable and they can feel supported and IT has a big role to play in that.
3: And mm. um, Matt, you were nodding along there. W- what does it look like at, at British Land?
1: Well, our average age has, has actually probably come down um, over the last 10 years. Um, but I think, you know, as any company, we have more and more millennials. And you know, what's the generation that comes after millennials? There's probably even more of those as well. Um, and
3: I don't know what it is. No.
1: Well, Gen Gen something, Gen Gen X or something. Gen X. So you have, I think what's really important, you have to listen to your employees. And one of the things we've done in the last uh, three years is set up a number of um, internal committees and communities um, that deal with a a vast range of of issues and topics. And, And that enables us to get feedback from our staff that comes back up to an executive level and decisions can be made about how best do we engage with that. Because otherwise, if you try and make that at the top, you're going to get it wrong. Um, You need to have a representative view from your employees, what actually makes them tick, how do they want to work, how do they want to engage. Um, You won't get it perfect all the time and we'll we'll definitely make some mistakes, but you've got to listen and try and uh, adjust accordingly.
3: That's a really powerful word, isn't it? Listen, and I think it's probably something we don't don't do enough of. Um, Louise at Swan Housing, what do you hear from uh, from from your people?
4: Well, uh, we actually did a millennials event um, because uh, we have we have a range of ages from eighteen to about seventy as well. Um, but they're they're our future workforce, so we did a millennials um, event in terms of what they wanted. And millennials is about open space. It's about understanding their social purpose. So they don't want to work for a company um, that doesn't provide meaning meaning to their life. Um, They don't want structure, they don't want hierarchy. um, And they want to recruit young people particularly, it's what we can do for them, and that's very important. And that's why at Swan, in terms of our workplace strategy, our environment is very important so we've got a hub in Billericay which we've been piloting for a couple of years and it's a bit like um, what um, others have said in terms of we had um, booths and you can't eat at your desk so then people are forced to meet in them areas and there's kind of more of a social um, side. And what, what happens is different people collaborate with other people and then people get talking. So it really helps build them relationships. And mm. um, we did have bean bags. They weren't as successful, <laughs> so they won't be continuing. <laughs> and they look nice, but are not very practical, but um, for us it's about what we can do to people to attract and retain.
3: And and that's what this is all about, isn't it, really? If we get um, the sort of D&I, um, Thing right, then we we do attract and we do retain the best talent. Um, Valer- Valeria, how what uh, what's Gensler doing to the, to attract talent and and uh, appear to be or not appear to be, but
0: actually be open to all people? Yes, so at Gensler, um, we do as you know a lot of research, and one of the Deepest elements for us is actually trying to understand people's behavior and how they react to space and etc. So I just wanted to touch on the uh, generational um, uh, comments that we were we were noting because I'm I'm actually fascinated by that. And actually, if you think about it now, millennials are in their thirties. Mm-hmm. Their next generation, Gen Zs, um, have they're completely wired differently. They um, if you think about Uh, Music, for instance, they don't want to own anything, not even CDs, nothing. They don't even want to own the tracks in their laptops. They want Spotify. They want to be able to listen to anything and everything whenever they want. The same with with, uh, TV and films. They just don't want to have anything, uh, no digital clutter either. They have Netflix and all, all these other things. And I think that says a lot in terms of um, their behavior and their take on life. They're, they don't necessarily want to pay for a hotel room. They want an Airbnb to know a little bit of other people's lives. And so I think it's, it's, it's a very different generation. And, um, and that says a lot in terms of workplace as well. That tells you they're not going to be um, having all this stuff at their desks, they don't care, they want to be able to connect with people Touch on certain things that are going to make them, um, you know, happier or feel more fulfilled. What Luis was saying is spot on. I think they they want to feel that they are making a change. And yeah, I think one of the things that we do at Gensler is try to understand what is the link between spatial condition and human behavior, and that that for me is is fascinating. And it's very complex as as we are people, um, but there is also very simple things that that make a difference. um
3: Virginia. You were nodding nodding along there, which is mm-hmm. ni- nice to see. And you mentioned actually a little bit earlier the importance of of tech in, mm-hmm. in that role in delivering those spaces. Can can you maybe talk to us a little bit more about that?
2: Yes, uh, um, I mean we have in our in our new London office, um, we are officially paperless. Um, are lawyers ever gonna be paperless? I suspect <laughs> not. Um, but the um, electronic file is the file of record and we have clear desk policies and IT needs to be delivering on that. So we have multi-screens on all of our desks for people. We make sure that they can put what paper they have away every night. um, And we rigidly enforce that uh, clear desk policy. And for us, IT is not just the enabler for when you're in the office, but it's also the enabler for when you're out of the office. And that helps the diversity agenda because it means that people can work where they wish to work, assuming that their IT is supporting them in doing that. I think there's some way to go um, we're continually evolving but it is it is a huge cost it's a huge investment for businesses but there is no there's no future without it mm.
3: and what does what does that mean for um, workers when they are going through through life I suppose and there are times when sometimes you can't just be in the office or be um, near the office or near your, your colleagues you might need to take take some time out maybe you know it's um, a career break for um, personal growth it's a career break for 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 children how does um, tech and the the new work order this flexible agile um, world in which we now live in how does that enable those people to still feel part of the the working world and and not feel lost I suppose when when and if they come back to it?
2: Um, Well it is a it's a huge help there although I don't think we've got our relationship with with IT quite right and I think it is it's a great great source of anxiety for people when they feel they need to be online 24 hours so I do think we need to contract a bit better with IT um, and and that's a, a business issue um but it can be a real help for people so when they're away from the office if they need to want to check in want to stay connected then they can but i don't think they should feel they have to it's very it's very important to get that relationship right you know just because you can log on doesn't necessarily mean you should log on when mm. you're not supposed to be working mm. so we we have to work very hard at that mm. uh, to ensure that people have the time and space to be away from the office as well as to be in it
3: and, and matt you've been one of those people you're one of the the few but growing number of of men who have taken shared parental parental leave a time when you don't want to be logging on but you also when you come back want to be able to um, be up and running i su- suppose can you can you talk us through your your experience
1: uh, yeah i can i've um I've had various forms of um, parental leave i've got three children ranging from five down to um ten months um and with the first um because shared parental leave didn't exist, I, I took uh, unpaid parental leave. Um, and then um, as part of the women's committee, uh, we took a proposal up to our executive board to um, to consider shared parental leave um, for for all employees. So rather than just having an enhanced maternity policy, having an enhanced um, shared parental leave policy. And that was adopted well, nearly three years ago, I think. Um, so, effectively, it's uh, you know you, you, it's paid leave up to six months, it matches our maternity policy. And that then enabled me to take uh, time off with my second and third child, had a month with my second and I had two months off with my third, broken into two month, seg- uh, two month segments. And I think it just, that, that gives you flexibility as a family that didn't exist. If I talked to my dad, you know, he didn't even have two weeks paternity <laughs> leave. Um, so then having that quality of time with children has enabled my wife to f- refocus on starting her, her own company, which she's wanted to do for some time, um, but has also given me time with my children that I perhaps wouldn't have been able to have. Um, I think it's quite interesting because some of, the, some of the, the concerns I had in the run up to it, which were my own concerns and certainly not from the company, were you start to f- you, know, you start to understand how my wife would have felt when she was going off on maternity leave, you start to think oh, how is this going to impact my career? What were people going to think of me? Um, and actually quite a lot of that was my, my own issue. My my line manager was incredibly supportive. My team were wonderful about it because obviously I was leaving them in, a, you know, in the lurch for yeah. a period of time. But they, they rallied around. We sorted out resourcing for it. Um, and in the end, I spent the entire time off without having to worry about work, which was a, a, a real blessing because mm. I think that, you know, it can be quite easy to resort back to email. Um, and the problem with that is as soon as you find one bad email, it starts <laughs> a torrent of, of, of work that you did, you can't get away from. Um, so I think support structure is really important. We haven't got that perfectly right yet, but we're working on it and I think we're getting there. And then when you come back to work, the technology does help because you, you can get up to speed more quickly. Um, I also, you know, I know my team have been in, on top of the projects. Uh, I know what has to be uh, dealt with when I'm back in the office, and it's quite easy to get back up to speed.
3: Thank you, L- Louise. how How important is, I guess, communication within a, within a business around the one the opportunities to to take a career break um, and be flexible as flexible as a, as a business can be, and for the the staff, um, the employees that are, are remaining, to understand you know, that person is, is taking some time out, they're flexible, you do not bother them. It's gonna, and, and creating the environment that is um, engaging and welcoming when, when they do come back into the workplace.
4: Um, and it is difficult because we all know if we take two weeks holiday, so much has changed within two weeks. So you can imagine when someone has a year off, the company is usually fundamentally changed. Um, so what we do at Swan, we treat them as, as a new employee. So, we will re induct them, um, we will retrain them, they will have an induction process where they, you know, we say we meet for coffee to catch up. Um, it's particularly important to do that because, as we know, we lose m- most people in the first year, and that's what usually happens, particularly women. Um, they come back, if it's not done right, then we lose our key uh, talent. Um, it's also very important, My, myself, I came back from a tentative, I joined Swan. Um, I was very fortunate where um, my boss allowed me to work three days a week um, until I put my son into nursery and then I went four days, so I worked four days a week and half my team are mums and they work part time. Um, Particularly mums, when you're at work you worry about your child, when you're with your child you worry about that you're not doing enough. Um, and I think the business has to be compassionate to that and allow flexibility. And we actually, I mean, I'm, I'm pleased to say we do that at Swan. Um, it's all about output. And if I need to go home and see my son, then I will log in in the evening. So it's about that communication and that culture that we have responsibilities outside the workplace that sometimes will take over. Do you think that's
3: something, uh, this is a question to anyone, so jump in if you want to. Um, do you think that's something that has changed recently in real estate or do you think um real estate has has al- always that's a loaded question <laughs> always been good at this or always been really bad at um understanding the need for flexibility
1: I mean, I, Go for I, it, Yeah so i i think the obvious answer there is historically real estate has been incredibly bad at understanding this but i think there are a number of firms out there now really taking a lead i think um Most firms now understand culturally we're changing dramatically. Whether you're talking about um, Generation Z or or millennials, if you want to retain talent, then you need to adapt. And you, you as I said earlier, you have to listen. Um, And I think the flexibility element is 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 something we're seeing as a as a company. Um, We obviously uh, rolled out Story a while back that's a a, effectively a flexible office uh, provider. And that's reacting to the fact that that's what the market needs. It's not just what we need in our office, it's what the market's looking for more generally. Uh, more flexibility in the leases they take, more flexibility in the space they have. You know, can they get bigger space, smaller space and, and, and adapting to, to changing circumstances of life.
3: Mm. Virginia?
2: Yeah, I, I mean I, you know being a, a senior partner of a law firm, I think I think the law has been behind the curve as well. Um, but i you know, we're all in the same competition for talented people, and and the talent is coming through today. is is not going to accept the ways of working of the past. Um, they want to have a home life and a work life. The two are interchangeable, uh, much more fluid than they ever were before. Um, and and for us, it's a key part of our talent strategy. Actually, understanding what it is that people want, listening again, as Matt says, so important. Treating people as individuals and being able to tailor their work um, by reference to them. So we had a real estate lawyer who came back to us. He'd been off. He'd adopted two children, came back on three days a week, came back on a four but compressed hours and then gradually built it up as he was happy. It worked for our business. We retained that talent. And what we know is that if you treat people as individuals, respectful of their work life balance and the choices they wish to make you really breed loyalty uh, to the firm so people don't move and one of the big fears of course is that all the millennials and the generations that come after them will want to move all the time and if you can keep people really good people by adapting your approach and your response to what they need then you you will breed that loyalty and they will stay
3: Mm. and and how important is that as, as well I've heard I've heard tales of um, people who have, mothers usually, who have come back from work and have only wanted to work two or three days a a week. And they've um, had a client perhaps say, no, well, I want to talk to you on a Friday because I I want this. And um, how important is it to say, no, 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 actually, they're not available on on that day. You could, they'll they're working three days a week. They're bloody good, and they will get your work work done. So I stand by my employee, and 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 either you wait until she or he is back, or you can speak to another one of our our employees. How, how strong do we need to be in pushing that message out to to clients, customers, etc.?
2: Very strong, um, but I. I think there is less resistance from the clients to um, different ways of working now than we saw in the past. Mm. Um, so we see our clients being very respectful of colleagues' days, non-working days um, and not troubling them, provided that they know that there is a team that can support and if something urgent comes, that work will get done. Um, so, I think that is also on the move. It's perhaps a little bit behind. But from our perspective, the number of conversations I now have with our major clients who are talking to us about D&I and how they support us in trying to achieve what we're trying to achieve and how they are dealing with that. Because we've all got the same issues, the clients, and be you know, working in the real estate sector or, or in law or anywhere else, we've all got the same issues, which is the opportunity for people to work in different ways and actually
0: how businesses adjust to enable that.
3: Mm.
0: Valeria, thoughts? Yes, no, I, I totally agree. And and you know what, I think one of the things that I, I think it's really important to talk about is that when people take a break, it, if it's for maternity, pater- paternity leave or any other sort of break, when they come back to work, they need a little bit of confidence back and i think once that is given to you there is nothing that can stop you if you so i've seen it so many times that you know so many mums come back to the workplace feeling a little bit fragile or feeling a little bit like oh am i am i going to remember anything more i mean in in architecture practices like where i am there's all these softwares it's not only about the soft skills it is about the technical skills as well and that can can give you you know, self questions like, "Am I going to be able to do this?" And and actually, sometimes you just need a little bit of confidence from your your own uh, practice and from your leadership that you know it's it, you can do it. Here, here, take this and 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 make it your own, and and you'll be all right. So, I think for me that that is a key key element for a person to feel that you know um, I can take this forward and 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 push really hard if you want to. Mm. But in terms of the the clients, that other question, I think, it goes both ways. I think um, if you're not telling your clients that your practice and your business understands and embraces all these things, your clients are actually going to question, why is this person, she just got back from maternity leave and she's sending all these emails and she's not supposed to be working? That puts actually your company in question. So I think it it goes both ways. Um, The clients are expecting Everybody to be in their healthy lifestyles and 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 work styles as well.
3: Excellent. And I, I guess to to round us up then, so building on that, I'd love um, to go around the table and and get an idea from you. In um, we talk a lot in in business now, in in real estate in particular, about the sort of power of the of the brand. And I wonder what um, flexibility and inclusive inclusivity it's hard to say um in the workplace in business means for that uh, company's into individual brand i think it's sort of building on on what Valeria was saying there about if you know if someone is on leave and they're and they're texting or or um emailing then you know does that what image does that give you of that that company so i'm going to start with you matt and we'll go around the table
1: um, so i I think it, it, it goes to the core of what we are. So fairly recently we um, relaunched our core values um, and one of those is, 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 is completely around inclusivity and, and bringing your whole self to work. Um, and the, 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 the exec directors, the board stand completely behind that. Um, so I think it's something being embraced at every level of our company. Um, I'm very proud that we are so passionate about it, and Chris Grigg, our Chief Exec, takes the lead on on most of these conversations, actually, because he's incredibly passionate about it. Um, And I think that sets the tone for conversations throughout the company, which is really important.
4: Fantastic. Thank you, Louise. Um, Well, we've just recently rebranded, and our new strapline is someone to feel at home. So that's kind of what we want our employees to feel. If they come and join Swan, it's not just a job, it's a lifestyle. Um, and that goes from our working environment to our new health and wellbeing strategy. Uh, And recently, just continuing your comments in terms of women um, losing their confidence, we have an inspirational you workshop for women leaders and it's called Inspiring Swans. Actually our second session is on Wednesday and this is all about giving women that opportunity to really refocus and get that confidence and come away from imposter syndrome. And what we are going to do is invite um, our male colleagues in our third session because women can't do it alone. So we need the men and women to to strive for that Fantastic.
3: improvement.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. Sounds great, Valeria. Yes, I think the brand is is a key element that people get attached to, but only if that brand is um, connected to their own values. So. It means when that brand has really the the values uh, with depth that they talk about. I really believe in in a family culture in in a practice that actually is a key for retaining talent. People will will come back um, after their um, part one studies for for us architects if they felt at home if they felt that their values align aligned with their own values. I, I think that that is super important and now more than ever that this generation is the, the late the younger generations are really conscious about um, the world and about I mean you see all these things like uh, the reaction to plastic um, the reaction about all these designs about Notre Dame um, What the, um, that was everything was money orientated I think I think it is our responsibility as um, an industry to respond to those genuine values uh, from people. Fantastic, thank you, Virginia.
2: Yeah, um, I, you know the importance of brand. You can't you can't stress enough. And um, the employer brand in the market, uh, trying to attract and retain really talented people, trying to help them develop, trying to bring them back into the workplace when they've been out. What we what we had what we know is. You have to deliver beyond the fine words. So people need to understand where it's worked. You need to create safe space so that people can talk about where it hasn't. And all of that has to be led from the top. So our exec board and our LLP group board that I chair, you know, they are very, very interested in, in how what we are doing as a business is reflecting into our brand and supporting our people fantastic
3: i think um for me i hope for for you as well this um conversation's been really fascinating cuz we you know we we start off talking about about the workplace and when we when we have these conversations or when we have had these conversations in in the past we tend to talk about really technical things you know about how a workplace looks and looks and feels and you know the, the words that I've written down during this conversation have been things like well a workplace should inspire confidence it should make people feel at home it should be a place that enables people to um be be empowered to work however they they like wherever like it needs to be authentic that it needs to be a place that you're able to talk and people listen to what you say and something that delivers on a meaning, a purpose a value and I think if those are the kinds of words that we're talking about in in business and in in real estate in particular then inclusivity, flexibility are the um, the byproducts of that and, and what a wonderful place to work Um, I hope those words resonated um, with you as well as they were the ones that came out of your mouths. Um, And uh, thank you so much for joining in in this conversation.